Hey MFers, I hope your blades are sharpened because you're listening to movie, movie, film. Film. It's the podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film. Sometimes. No, all the time. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Nate, and this is not going to go the way you think. And I'm Terrell. And movies don't make psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Is that is that from the Hitchcock movie? They did the Hitchcock biopic? Hitchcock? No. But know. it's like... Might be like Hitchcock inspired. It's uh, it's Scream. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Mine's um, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Yeah, that's what it's called. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did it because it's the last Ryan Johnson movie and the last one we did on the podcast. Welcome, Ryan Johnson, to the two-time Directors Club. Yeah. Movie, movie, film, film. Mm-hmm. So far, it's only been uh. Ugh, Paul W.S. Anderson. Don't scoff. We did two of his movies in our t- first ten episodes. We did. That's weird. That was great. And was uh, John Carpenter, who we did two of his in one month back yeah. in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, took a while for, I guess, Ryan Johnson, the longest amount of episodes in between his yeah. two movies. But, mm-hmm. uh, though we'll see who, whoever the next addition is to that club. Right. I like that we're starting to break that yeah. a little bit because there's a lot of movies by directors we've done. I'm excited to do at some point. Mm-hmm. But today it's Knives Out. I guess you haven't talked about a Ryan Johnson movie no, on this podcast No, I yet. haven't. This is my first time. What an was, honor. Yeah, that was Anthony uh, filling yeah, in for you finally. last time. Um, <laughs> yeah, Knives Out. Yeah. Are, uh, are we, we going to talk about it? There's I mean, no movie There's movie no news movie news. news because the world is kind of on, on shutdown mode right now. Mm-hmm. And so if you can think of a movie that was coming out, it's been delayed. Yeah, so trailers aren't coming out because all the the whole release schedule is up in the air. Yeah, it's um, really gonna mess everything up. Everything's gonna be really jumbled and really rushed, and it's really gonna affect uh, probably award season. Hopefully, that's the most of our problems. Well, yeah, I mean, from from a movie standpoint, on this movie yeah. podcast, that, this is what's happening, right? Uh, yeah. I know Universal is putting some of the stuff it had in theaters. Out on demand uh, early, yeah, which is really smart. Um, I mean, it was all Man. the it was all the February releases. I wasn't that excited to go see anyway. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. Invisible Man was the one I I would have seen. Yeah, and it was actually getting pretty good reviews. And yeah, stuff, so yeah, yeah. it's really smart of them to do that. It's gonna be like a twenty dollar rental though. Yeah, but you get forty eight hours. It's pretty much the price you would pay for a ticket if you bought a ticket and maybe right. like a and this large way you soda. can watch it with everyone you're quarantined with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, other movie news, I guess. Idris Elba also confirmed positive. Is this movie news or just celebrity? This is just celebrity news at this uh, point. Disease watch. Yeah, disease watch. Virus. Uh, Virus watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we, we got nothing. Yeah, that's it, guys. <laughs> uh, we're just going to talk about this movie. Oh, what a fun film. one. Yeah, what a fun one. What a fun flick. Really, yeah. uh, really, um, I'm lost for words. That's all right. Let's let the trailer do its thing. Okay. Here is Knives Out. 
Harlan started out with a rusty Smith Corona and built himself into one of the best-selling mystery writers of all time. 30 languages, over 80 million copies sold. You guys fans? I mean, I don't do much fiction reading myself. Big but... fan. I'm a big fan. Who is that guy? Uh, Mr. Blanc is a private investigator of great renown. I read a tweet about a New Yorker article about you. You're famous. The night of his demise, the family had gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. And your son, Ransom, did he attend as well? Yes, but he left early. I think Linda was upset. Walt would get a little Irish courage in him. He'd get into it with Harlan. What? Richard said what? Are you baiting me, detective? Attempting to be thorough so we can figure out the manner of death. You mean if someone killed him? <laughs> you think one of us, one of his family, Walt, Walt. killed him? Mr. Blanc, I just buried my father who committed suicide. Why are you here? I suspect foul play. I have eliminated no suspects. Harlem was cleaning house. Everyone in the family has possible motives. Was Harlan planning on cutting off Joni? Did he plan to fire Walter? Is Richard having an affair? That's some heavy-duty conjecture. Funny, Ransom, you skipped the funeral, but you're early for the will reading. Up your ass. Very nice, oh, Ransom. Ransom. I gotta do this more right, often. The family is truly desperate. When people get desperate, the knives come out. This is a twisted web. And we are not finished untangling it. Not yet. Keep waiting for the big reveal. All of them lied to me. There is one guilty party behind it all. You know something. Spill it. Oh my God. Tell me what happened to my grandfather. I think you have something you want to tell me. <laughs> Knives Out is a 2019 American mystery written and directed by Ryan Johnson. A modern whodunit, the film follows a family gathering gone awry after the family patriarch's death leads a master detective to investigate. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That is Knives Out. That's it. That's the whole movie. It was a really great podcast. Really short and sweet. A, a great podcast? Yeah. This one. This one. Oh, you're saying that's it that's for the it. episode? Yeah. No, no. we do more than <laughs> read, the plot. read the first few sentences <laughs> yeah. of the Wikipedia article. <laughs> Is it a movie or a film? <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll uh, get there. This, I remember reading all the casting news uh, when this was being put together, being mm -hmm. really excited. I mean... Yeah, you were really excited. Yeah, you Ryan Johnson was me into this. fresh off uh, the best modern Star Wars movie. Uh to so, some. Yeah. To, to me. To you. Yeah. And Anthony. Yeah. I know it's like real like divisive. So. Yeah. Well. You didn't even see the. the, the I'm not even going to say the title. Yeah. 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 It's, a <laughs> it's a stupid title to begin with. Uh, anyway. Oh. Ryan Johnson hot off this. Was offered a whole Star Wars trilogy. But said. Hold on. I'm going to do this real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Got this. 
Excellent cast. Let's go through the cast. Yeah, Daniel Craig, times. Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Lakeith Stanfield, Catherine Langford, Jaden Martell, and Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Those are heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. We've yeah. Been, yeah, was, we've been doing some great casts lately. I was I was I was sold on this when I saw Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. When I saw her and then I also saw like Tony Collette, I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Let's, yeah, let's I'm, see this. I'm on board for mostly anything Lakeith Stanfield does. Mm-hmm. A different kind of role for him. Yeah. We'll get into that. Uh, and yeah, just the these like there hasn't been like a who done it like this in a long time. In a while, there's a remake of uh, Clue. That's what you're about to say. No. Okay. No, I was gonna say the one that that they they did the uh, the train one. Oh, uh, Murder on the Murder, Orient, yeah, they, Orient Express. Yeah, uh, Kenneth Branagh remade that. Mm-hmm. But this is like a, a new one. Yeah, the, the structure of this is different. Different than you would expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much because it reveals itself to you, um, I want to say within like maybe the first 30 minutes. Yeah, it's one of the thrills. Yeah, it's just like, oh, so this is what happened. So what, what am I trying to figure out pretty much? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's left? What's the, what's the hole inside of the donut hole with its own donut hole? What is, what is that? How do we feel that? Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, let's take it from the top. Let's. First shot, we get some, uh, orchestral arrangements. Some, some strings. Some high drama with the music. And some slow motion dogs. Yeah. On a foggy morning, mm-hmm. we see the exterior shot of the Thrombly mansion. Mm-hmm. And the dog's running out. There's something about strings that just say rich. Mm, definitely. They, they either say rich or like super creepy. Yeah, or both. Or both, yeah. In this case, you know, mm-hmm. it's a rich family and some, something is afoot. Yeah, something is awry. <laughs> uh, then we see uh, Fran is the first character we meet. Mm-hmm. She's preparing breakfast. She's a um, house... She's, I don't even know what her title is. Me neither. But she's there to take care of... Uh, she's a housekeeper, yeah. Fran. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's got got breakfast prepared. Got We see the coffee cup. Yeah. Says, uh, my house, my coffee, my rules. Yeah. <laughs> so that tells you the kind of man Harlan Thrombley is. Mm-hmm. I guess controlling. Yeah. Um, what I like about this sequence is right off the bat, we get a tour of the house. Mm-hmm. Most of the movie takes place in this mansion. Yes. And so right from the start, we get to see from just Fran walking from the kitchen with the plate to mm-hmm. through the first floor upstairs, looks to see if Harlan's in his room. He's not. So she goes mm-hmm. to the third floor, mm-hmm. uh, up to the study. Yeah. So we get to see everything. And then she sees... The body yeah. of Christopher Plummer. She sees Life the, in hand. She sees the body. And instead of like dropping the tray, she kind of fumbles it. There are... Well, she drops it. No, she doesn't. She doesn't drop it. Oh, the the tea falls off. The of tea it, falls over, but like she doesn't like drop the tray. She just goes, oh shit. You I know, know what I mean? I know, yeah, she reacts, oh shit, to her... Uh, fucking up the tray yeah. she was holding not to look at this <laughs> corpse in front yeah. of me <laughs> yeah um my 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 favorite thing about this is the like the, the work that the actors put into the characters 
I feel like right off the back, that is one of them. I mean, a choice you could have made could have been simply to drop it. But the fumbling of the tray, looking at this dead body, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just like sets up like the comical tone that is afoot. Yes. Uh, also, Edie, Edie Patterson, she's great. Yeah. We, we watched her in uh, Vice Principals and she. Yeah, was she's phenomenal also, in that. She's she's really also in uh, The Righteous Gemstones, mm -hmm. also uh, Danny McBride, Jody Hill, David yeah. Gordon Green Show. Yeah, she's great. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah she's And nice her. to see her in a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, then we get the title card, Knives Out. Yes. And cut to uh, Marta's face. Yeah. This is Ana de Armas, who's now a super big movie star, going to be in the now delayed James Bond sequel, going to yeah. be in a bunch of stuff, and is also apparently dating Ben Affleck. So yeah. that's something. It's 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 uh it was a good year for her and for yeah. like uh Florence, like those two mm. really just like skyrocketed. Yeah, you know, became. Household names, at least for people that follow movies. Yeah. And in the coming years, will probably become everyone's household names. Yeah. Uh, she is waking up mm -hmm. uh, in a panic. And we get the another uh, uh, text on the screen in the corner saying, uh, one week after Harlan Thrombley's demise. And I just like the demise. the language there, demise. Yeah. Like they're... Uh, it's already like nudging you like, yeah, we know we're part of this mystery genre and we're embracing it. Yeah. Uh, and it's written, it's written like, like a murder mystery. Like this movie is a murder mystery, but like the, the language, the way that it's laid out is like, mm -hmm. is like, uh, Harlan wrote it. Yeah. Almost. Harlan was the, uh, author of many mystery novels. Yeah. Uh, that's something that we learn. Uh, yeah, so it's, yeah. It, it revels in this sort of uh, genre conventions of the whodunit. Mm -hmm. uh, Marta's eating breakfast. Yeah. We meet her family. She lives with her mother and her sister. Mm -hmm. Her sister is watching like a mystery. Yeah, murder mystery. Uh, it's funny you, you quoted Scream because this is also very like a movie that knows what genre yes, it's in. It is like it's poking at its references. Yeah. So it's the clip, sound clip we hear of the mystery her sister's watching is. The voice of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, frequent collaborator of Ryan Johnson, saying, We know you did it. We have the nanny cam footage. Which mm -hmm. is, is just ridiculous and funny. So wait, Jordan uh, Joseph Levitt, um, he just recorded something for the movie? Or is it like actually from something? No, yeah, it was just his voice. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was in uh, Ryan Johnson's first movie, Brick. Okay. Yeah. And Looper. Um, so the mother makes the daughter shut it off because it's talking about death, right? And, yeah. And and Martha's like, it's it's fine, you just like it's okay. But instead of the sister being upset with her, they hug it out. Yeah, the sister actually says, "It's okay. I already know who did it, so I don't care anymore." Yeah. <laughs> so the movie's really <laughs> setting itself up because uh, if you keep watching, as we mentioned, thirty minutes in, they tell you who did it. Yeah. Uh, but it challenges you to still care. Yeah. Uh, but if it were a normal murder mystery and the audience was onto it 30 minutes in, they would perhaps lose interest. Yeah. Uh, she gets a phone call. It's Walt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, the police are here to ask some questions. You better come down. Yeah. 
So we're back at the uh, Thrombley Mansion. Yeah, and she she pulls up. The first person she runs into is Meg, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Meg is Harlan's granddaughter of his oldest son, who is now deceased. Um, And she seems to be the closest to Marta. Yeah, they they seem to be very close in age. Yeah, uh, we're introduced with a, her hugging Marta and then uh, vaping. Yeah, <laughs> which is just a great detail. Yeah, um, and then we get Linda. Yes, Linda played by Jamie Lee Curtis is the second oldest oldest living, um, and she's great. It's just like such great characterization of of her greeting her, like the way she hugs her, like hey mm-hmm. kiddo, like it's like this half hug. Yeah. And she also says, um, I think you should have been invited to the funeral. Yeah, I'm sorry you weren't invited to the yeah. funeral. We took a vote on it. I was, I was outvoted. Yeah. Which is something that comes up again. Yeah. Uh, and pretty pretty quickly, we begin the individual interviews. Yeah. Uh, we meet... I'm not... Lieutenant know. Elliot. Yeah. Okay. And Keith I, Stanfield and yeah. uh, Noah Sagan's characters, mm-hmm. both cops. And then uh, just in the back. Wagner. Yeah. Trooper Wagner mm-hmm. and Lieutenant Elliot. Elliot. Yes. And in the in the background is, is Benoit Blanc. Yeah. Just uh, listening sit, sitting in. there. Listening uh, in. Pretty f- kind of fading into the background right now. Mm hmm. Uh, the first interviewee is Linda. Yeah. She wants to get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> She's, uh, very defensive, but, like, coming from a position of, like, how dare you yeah. be here right now. She's very aggressive mm-hmm. as well. Aggressive, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, compared to everybody else, um, so far has, uh, speaks of, um, well, has the best relationship with the father. Yeah. Yeah. She mentions that they have their own little way of communicating. Yeah. That he always has this game, and if you're willing to play Harlan's games, then he'll let you into his own little world, and it's the best thing ever. Yeah. So, she has a special relationship with her father. Um, We get some questions about uh, Harlan's birthday party, mm-hmm. his 85th birthday party, which was the night of his murder. Yes. Uh. Linda's asked how it was. She says, oh, before my father died, it was marvelous. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get some flashbacks. Mm-hmm. She asks who's, who was there, and she lists off the characters, and we also meet uh, Richard. Great Nana. Oh. Uh, I was going to say, just because we only meet Great Nana in the flashbacks, we right. find out that Harlan's mother is living. Yes. <laughs> Christopher Plummer. Very old man, turning 85, has a living mother. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and she only says, like, a few words. She's yeah, very the lieutenant asks how old she is. And yeah. <laughs> just, like, great timing. Jamie Lee Curtis just says, no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one knows. Just, like, shuts him down. <laughs> she's she's old. Uh, the, the interviews are, like, cut. We cut between the different members of the family being interviewed. Yeah. So the next person we meet is Richard. Yeah, Linda's husband. Mm-hmm. He's, uh... He has the same aggression as Linda, but he, without the, uh... He's not, not as suave, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
he, he might not be as smart as, as Linda. Definitely not. Um, because he he gets caught up in a line of questioning pretty early because he's asked what time he arrived to the party. Mm-hmm. He heard he came earlier, but he denies that. Yeah, he says you were. We heard uh, from a housekeeper that you were arguing with uh, Harlan, and he says that must have been Joni. Right, but. Uh, he said, no, it was actually two male voices. Yeah. So he just like has to completely walk back. Like, oh, yeah. No, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. I know what and, you were and, talking and about. And this is why I said that. Um, It was something about what? Like a vacation or something? Or like a trip? Yeah, yeah. Some lie, but... It was really bad. Uh, It was about putting a great nana in a nursing home. Oh, okay. And he's saying... The housekeeper heard him yell. Uh, Heard someone yell, you tell her or I will. Yeah. And... Richard's uh, alibi is that they were saying, you tell her that you're putting a great nana in a nursing home or I will. But we see in a flashback, because the audience is granted to uh, more information than all the characters have. Mm -hmm. We see that really Harlan found out that Richard was cheating on his daughter. Yeah, and he had a letter that he was going to give to her. Yeah, he's got he's got photographic evidence of mm-hmm. the cheating. Yes, he does. So he wrote down this letter for Linda and said, "If you don't tell her, I will." Mm-hmm. So, uh, with that character with Richard, there's, we there's la- yeah we're laying out motives. <laughs> so we got the first one right. Mm-hmm. The next one is Walt. Yes, his middle child or his youngest. I guess his youngest. His um, youngest child. Yeah, uh, he has been placed in charge of the publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what he tells, uh, the detectives, the lieutenant, but really what happens, uh, in the flashback that we get, um, Harlan was actually relieving him of his duties. Yeah, he had just gotten fired. Yeah. Because, uh, Harlan felt that, uh, he kind of, um, gave his son a crutch, mm-hmm. uh, um, and not allowing him to forge his own path. I think also a point of contention was Walt really wanted uh, Harlan to sell the rights to his books. Yes. To uh, a movie. The, the movie rights. Yeah, the TV movie rights. rights. So the, on his birthday, Walt approached him with an offer from Netflix to buy the rights. Mm-hmm. But Harlan was very opposed to this and decided, you know what, actually, I'm going to let you go. Yeah. And this is good for you. My mind is made up. Yeah. Motive number so two. So there's a motive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we get, uh, Joni. Yes. Joni, 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 Joni. Jamie Lee Curtis just doing great. I love her when she just gets like a side, like a supporting comedic role. She Mm -hmm. always. You said uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, sorry. I meant to say. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Yeah. I love her when she just gets a small comedic role and just gets to really do it up. Yeah. Um, so all the characters are pretty much lying. Uh, and it, <laughs> it, it does it like the, the cut between the lie and then the truth is done so well because she's like, oh, the family. Yeah, I love them. They love me. And then like she's like this very like free flowing mm-hmm. like uh, character. And she is just like dancing, arms free wailing and she's trying to get jamie lee curtis character to dance with yeah her. we hear and the like, audio of her interview saying i always feel so supported by yeah. everyone and as she's saying that we're seeing her trying to get uh linda to dance yeah. with her and like linda's just like not no, having it pulling at all. away like no <laughs> one is like paying her any mind she's definitely like 
the most like different vibe. Yeah, she married family. the oldest. Uh, yeah, because she's son an who had died years ago, but she still had stayed yeah. close to the family. Of course, because uh, she's money. getting money. She's getting money, so she stayed where the money was. Um, uh, I feel she's like a bit of like uh, like a Gwyneth Paltrow, like yeah, type she's character. got like a lifestyle. Yeah, she has a lifestyle blog, skincare um, called Flam. So yeah. you have Flam, you have Goop, right? <laughs> right. So that is totally like poking at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's her, her character. And, uh, what happened was, uh, the day of his birthday, Waylon met with her and found out that she was double Harlan. dipping. Harlan. What'd I say? Harley? Waylon? Waylon? I don't, okay. Waylon. <laughs> Harlan, uh, finds out that Joni was double dipping, that she was taking money for herself and also taking the same as amount of money for, um, her daughter's tuition. Right. Uh, over the year, she took a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, Waylon was cutting her off. That was his final, uh, deed for her. Um, yep. Yeah. So motive, motive, uh, she's being cut out of the will. So we have three motives already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, finally, uh, Linda, it cuts back to Linda's interview. She asks, actually, no, it's still Joni. She asks, who, who is that? Guy in the corner. Yeah, it doesn't like no one asks until Joni. Yeah, Joni says, "Wait, I think I recognize you. I read a tweet about a New Yorker article about you." Yeah. Then it cuts to Linda, who says, "I read a New Yorker profile about you. Yeah. I know who you are." Yeah, I just like the the differences and uh, the approach. Yeah, <laughs> of course, Joni just knows about him from the tweet about the article. Yeah, instead of actually reading it. But yeah, he's uh, Benoit Blanc, a. Uh, private investigator of great renown and uh he won't say who hired him yeah he he actually says i can't say yeah. <laughs> he's so mysterious but in the he's, back he's merely and, there just to observe at this point and he's doing this thing too and i tried to like figure it out of like when he would hit the mm. the key the piano key there were certain points where he would would hit it. It's to every time he hits it, after mm. he hits it, um, Keith Stanfield's character then asks the character, what time did you arrive for the party? That's what it was? So he, yeah, he's hitting the key to remind the lieutenant to stay on track and to okay. ask that question. Okay. But yeah, that's not something I picked up on my first time. Okay. But it's a, yeah, it's a fun device that he just hits the piano key in the middle. Yeah. And it, yeah, just, yeah. he's a very dramatic uh, presence. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so then he's trying to get Linda to talk shit about Walt. Yeah. And, uh, Linda Walt. This is one of those great cuts. Yeah. Because she's like, do you think I can be baited into talking shit about my family? Cut to Richard being like, Walt, yeah, that that guy, he was yeah. no, no, being <laughs> just right, fired. Just yeah. right away selling, selling out his brother-in-law. Yeah. So yeah, through these interviews, we find we discover everyone has a motive. Yeah, and it starts to come out. Richard talks about Walt's friction with his dad, saying that they got into an argument the night of the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and this is exactly where we're shown that Walt was let go. Yeah, and then Walt says, "Well, actually, if you think that was an argument, you should have heard uh, what happened between Harlan and." Ransom. Yeah. Ransom being Linda and Richard's son. Yeah. So now everyone's deflecting. Everyone's trying to get mm-hmm. like the, the attention off of them. 
This character name is Ransom. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's his middle name, as we learn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> put, put a little asterisk next to that character who yeah. we haven't met yet, but we see is a picture mm-hmm. in the picture that it's uh, <laughs> maybe the most famous person in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Evans. So maybe he's important later. Maybe. Uh. <laughs> the lieutenant says, okay, how about we just take a little break? And <laughs> Joni just gets up right away before he can even finish the sentence. <laughs> She's just like, oh, great. <laughs> so then there's a little break after yeah. the first round of interviews. And Richard takes the time to go sneak sneak off into Harlan's office. Yeah. And he finds the envelope that Ooh. Harlan was uh, kind of blackmailing him with earlier. Yeah. And Richard... Takes it open, but he sees the stationery and it's blank. Yeah, there's nothing there. So yeah. he takes it as a empty threat. Empty threat. Yeah. He's in the clear. Yep. He has nothing he to worry about now. He uh, takes the baseball off Harlan's desk because, mm-hmm. like, haha, I, I beat him, and yeah. he like throws the baseball out of the window. Yeah, I, and he throws it out terribly too. Yeah, it's a terrible He's, throw. He, yeah, it's a terrible throw. <laughs> um, I knew on first watch that the letter was still important. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she, like, talks about games, and the first thing I could right. think about was, like, Invisible Ink or something. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. So. That's fine. <laughs> I uh, feel like the movie doesn't necessarily try and hide things. You get so many, like... No, and if you look closely yeah. on the letter, you can actually see that it's Invisible Ink. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know how you can kind of see Invisible Ink in the light? Yeah. So, on one of... I saw this movie... Three or four times in the theater, mm-hmm. and one of those times I, you saw it. I was looking very closely. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't looking close enough. Nope. Yeah. Um. So now, uh, the lieutenant, the trooper, and Detective Blanc are uh, walking around the house. Yeah. We get the comment that uh, it's a literal clue mansion. <laughs> this guy <laughs> built a clue mansion. Yeah. Uh. And they're talking about, why are you here? They're asking Blanc why he's here, because uh, it's been, the the death was deemed a suicide. Right. And he, we... He's we, trying to figure that out. We learn from the blood splat, like he, it appears that he slit his own throat, he was mm-hmm. holding the weapon, and from the blood splatter, they could tell no one else was in the room at the time, so yeah. how could it be uh, even a question? Right. But ben, Benoit Blanc's going to stick around. Yeah. And now they have uh, one more person to interview. Marta. Marta. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, sneakily listening in when she's found out by Mr. Blanc. Yeah, she's like hiding behind a window, yeah. like a stained glass window, but then uh, Blanc sees her. Yeah. calls her outside. He puts his eye through the glass. <laughs> so you see yeah. that one eye, yeah. Because he sees everything. Mm-hmm. And he starts to question her. Yes. Um, we learn a very important detail. That Marta cannot lie without vomiting. Which is a pretty cool, like, character defect to have in a murder mystery. <laughs> because no absolutely what, ridiculous, but this, it works. Yes, this character is, like, your your guide, right? It's a great way to move the plot along, have different characters learn more information. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just funny. It is funny. It's ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous, yeah. Because, like, who She's a would, human what? lie detector. She can't. She's yeah. just so she's so uncomfortable with the idea of lying that she has a physical reaction to it. Yeah. 
And uh, Benoit Blanc takes advantage of this. He yeah. gets the the vase ready for him. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Her to puke into if she must while he interrogates her. Yeah. Because he knows that she was pretty close to Harlan. Yeah. First, he just asks her questions about her employment. Mm-hmm. We find out that she wasn't hired through a, like a third-party agency. She's hired directly. Mm-hmm. First, just uh, to help with the medication, but Harlan really liked spending time with her, so they paid her just to keep him company because mm-hmm. they were friends. Um, he also figures out um, everyone's motives. Yes. Really quickly. He confirms all the things that they were lying that to Richard him about was cheating. that we were seeing flashbacks mm-hmm. of. He gets all that info from he, Marta. Right yeah. Away. He's on to the fact that Walt was going to be fired. Um, and something with, uh, he figures out with Joni's situation too. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Lieutenant Elliot is just like, that's all weak. Those are like weak reasons. That's weak to, sauce. Yeah, that's says. weak sauce to like <laughs> Which, kill a man. I love weak because I guess this is as good a time as any to talk about his character. Mm-hmm. Um, like he says, it's weak sauce. You're just pouring more of that weak sauce all over it. It's like uh, not that funny, but it's like that character mm-hmm. like that's the funniest he'll be like that's the bar for his sense of humor that's, yeah i like that um he's just playing like the straight man to all these ridiculous characters yeah and um he's such a good actor because he can either be like the most ridiculous person on the cast mm-hmm. of a movie mm-hmm. playing this really big outlandish characters or you see him in something like this where he's the most sane yeah He's, so, he is very level-headed, very that's, contained he's got, he's got range. as a character. He's in this got one. range. Uh, so there's more questions about uh, why Blanc's even there, who hired him. Yeah, he and, reveals that he was yeah, not when, when Marta hired. goes off to get some scope, <laughs> he reveals that uh, it was he was hired anonymously. Yeah. It's an envelope of cash and a newspaper clipping detailing Harlan's suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and that convinced him. And then there's the funny line from Trooper Wagner, like, that's all it took? An envelope? Mm-hmm. Bong says, an envelope full of cash. Yeah. Like a lot of money. The, the movie does not shy away from the importance of money. And even with this throwaway joke, just being like, money can do things, can yeah. get people to come places and to work cases. So... At this point, they start to break down the night with all the information that they have. Um, yes. And they use the um, the fact that Linda is a light sleeper. Another great device. And, yeah. like, they use... He just creates these... Ryan Johnson just made these characters with these traits that help move the plot along a certain yeah. way. So, Linda's a light sleeper. Yeah. And because of that, they know when people were going up... To, Upstairs and downstairs, and yeah, just they can trace noise. all that. Yeah, through her. Um, and the first, the first time she woke up is when uh, Joni went upstairs. Right, yes. Joni went upstairs because she heard a loud thump. Mm-hmm. Um, when she goes upstairs to talk to Harlan, uh, he tells her that you we were just playing around, and the board game fell over. Mm-hmm. A board game created the loud thump. Yes. The second is. She hears Marta going downstairs to leave. Yes. Yes. And also, 
what Walt was smoking a cigar out on the porch. Yeah. And he knows that Marta left around midnight. Yes. And so someone is coming downstairs, um, wrapped in a blanket. Yeah, it was Walt coming down for a midnight snack or something. Uh, no, it was Harlan coming oh, down. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Harlan was coming down for a midnight st- snack and Walt told him to, um, go back upstairs. Like, don't, mm-hmm. don't snack late. Yeah. So, uh, she left, so there's no way that uh, she's very clear at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because she left, and then Harlan came downstairs. Right. He was still alive. He was mm-hmm. fine. So. And then Meg gets home around, I don't know, 12.30. Yeah. I didn't write down the times. Yeah, I didn't write down the time on that one. But, yeah, Meg comes home, and then around 3 in the morning, she wakes up because she um, hears the, dogs. the dogs are barking. So that's the timeline that mm-hmm. we have. So going through that, these three uh, detectives still uh, see that everyone has an alibi. Yeah. Um, and remember the blood, the knife. It's a suicide. Right. But Blanc knows there's something missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the movie doesn't hide anymore. Um, it lays out the the night like the the pattern of the night yes. to us but then it reveals it right away like immediately we get the night we see it happen we see what happens in that room um marta and harlan are goes, playing the game right yeah it goes from marta now being interviewed officially mm-hmm. uh before she was just outside on the porch being asked the questions and vomiting but now she's being sat down to give her official uh recollection of of the evening mm-hmm um, and Blanc says, okay, so tell me the details of everything that happened from your perspective. And he flips a coin mm-hmm. and when the coin's up in the air, it does like a slow motion thing. And that's when it transitions into, we see the flashback of what happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Marta and Harlan are upstairs playing yeah. Go game with, uh, is that what it's called? Go? Yes. Okay. It's got a board and some. Some beads, yeah, some, some, red and some marbles, red, white and black marbles, yeah. Um, and they're playing, and so she goes to give him his meds, which mm-hmm. I don't know the name of the first med, but she gives him a hundred milligrams of it because mm-hmm. that's the dose. And then she goes, "You want to do some drugs? Yeah, the good <laughs> stuff, the good stuff." And uh, she goes to give him uh, uh, some morphine, three grams of it, to help him sleep, pretty much. Yeah, when they're playing the board game. Uh, she Marta was beating him and yeah. he's getting frustrated mm-hmm. and she said you know my secret is, is I'm not playing to win I'm just playing to make the most beautiful pattern I can mm-hmm. and that's when uh, Harlan says the only way I can win is if there's an earthquake and that's when he knocks over the board Yeah, and when the board falls so do the vials of medication mm-hmm. so when it's time to, to give the medication might have gotten mixed up might have gotten mixed up um, and so that's what happens, uh, apparently. Um, that's the perspective, that's the view that we get so far. Yeah, Mara's about to give him the good stuff, but realizes maybe she already did. Yeah. Yikes. Um, a hundred milligrams of morphine. The recommended amount is three milligrams. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot more. Um, and she starts to panic. She yeah, starts looking for the, got the antidote, the Naxlopan or something. Yeah. Uh, but she can't find it she in her bag. 
It's not Harlan's not panicking at all. He's very he's calm. Got his notebook out, and he's like, "This is actually a good idea for a murder." Yeah. Let me write this down, and he's asking questions. Yeah. So, he starts to break it down. Like, I have ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it would take fifteen minutes for the ambulance to get here. I would be dead by then. I'd be dead if you didn't have the vaccine, which right. you have, right, Marta? Right. And she's panicking. Yeah. And then he comes up with, like, this mastermind plan that yeah. only a murder mystery author could come up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really great scene just to see how his mind works. Yeah, during one of the earlier interviews, uh, Trooper Wagner was uh, talking to Walt about how he's a big fan of all the books. Yeah. And he's like, how does, uh, how does he do? I mean, the cow and the shotgun, how did he come up with that? Yeah, I and love Walt that he's says, such a fan. Yeah, Walt says, well, uh, my dad, he would... Actually, he said that was the easy part. He would have the plots fully formed in his head, and yeah. then he'd just be ready to get him down. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. He yeah, had he just, it fully formulated. Plots. It comes to him. Yeah, and he was ready to act on it. And the plan was for him to commit suicide. To he he a, needs to make it look like a suicide. Yeah, and not uh, a murder by her, her doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this This really makes sense later. Once we get some more information of why he would start to think like this and, and like in her defense. Yeah, he says, uh, Marta, think of your mother. Yeah. And then right then, before we get more information about that, uh, Joni interrupts him. As yeah. we saw in the flashback that Joni goes upstairs because she heard something fall. Yeah. Now we see this scene again. Uh, the first time was just from the perspective of the conversation between Joni and Harlan. Harlan saying, go back to bed, Joni. It was just the board. Yeah. But now we're seeing it again from Marta's perspective, who has her back to both of them, is in the corner and just like crying. Just, yeah. Her eyes are so red and just being silent and trying to hide and the tears down her face. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good work by Ana de Armas mm-hmm. there. And I just like uh, all the, the way... Uh, it plays with just perspectives with, yeah. we get a couple different scenes we see from different characters' perspectives and there's more to what we originally thought. Yeah. So Joni um, leaves. Yeah, he, he breaks down the plan to her as like, you have to leave now. Um, Your he, mom, he reminds her that her mom's undocumented. Yeah. So if anything, if she were blamed for his death, her mom would be uh, deported. Yeah. At best. So she goes out to leave and then comes back and sees him on the couch with the knife. He says, this is the only way. And then he slits his throat. Mm-hmm. So we see very like we see that it is, in fact, a suicide. Right. Um, there's this great acting moment. There's a lot of great acting moments <laughs> in this movie, but there's this really great acting moment where Marta is like, like uh, crying and like kind of like like internally freaking out on the steps and then like the camera like zooms in on her face and then you can see her go like snap like game on mm-hmm. you know what i mean like okay let's do it he he laid out the plan i trust him let's go and so she leaves she just heads out um but she kind of messes up the plan she starts to forget she was supposed to yeah one of the things she does wrong is uh we hear the instructions as uh, when you get in your car, take a turn before the carved elephant so mm-hmm. the security cameras won't see you. But then as we see her approach the carved elephant, she's trying to remember. Yeah. And the voiceover repeats after the carved elephant. Yeah. Uh, be after for the carved elephant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's her first 
ever. Yeah, because now turning in before the elephant. Yeah, so now her car uh, pulling over is on video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she runs back on foot to the mm-hmm. house and mm-hmm. is climbing up the side of the house to the third story uh, secret window, but mm-hmm. a piece of wood from the I guess it's called a trellis. They use that word a couple times okay. through the movie. Uh, so a piece of the trellis falls. Uh, so that's another thing that she messes up. Yeah. And then on her way down, uh, the grandma, the next the time, uh, yeah, uh, the great grand, great Nana, uh, sees her mm-hmm. from the other side of a window, but she mistakes her for ransom because she says, ransom, is that, are you back again already? Yeah. Back uh, again. So then we see a flashback to, Marta saying, how how can I uh, pull this off? You know, I can't lie. Mm-hmm. And Harlan saying, uh, you don't have to lie. Just tell fragments of truth mm-hmm. in this order, just like this. And then we go back to the coin flip. At this point, it's landing in uh, Benoit Blanc's hand. Mm-hmm. And it's time for Marta to tell her side of the story, just fragments of the truth, which she does. She, well. does she doesn't lie yeah. about anything. She just only gives the details that matter yeah. to her uh, safety. Yeah. She's able to escape without vomiting while vomiting in his premise. Yeah. What in, an in interesting presence. thing for this uh, to do, to just to 30 minutes in be like, this is how it was done. This is the murder. Now you were wondering who done it. This is who. This is who. Um, he did it. It just like takes you all of a sudden from being on the investigator side, trying to figure out this mystery and being excited about all these characters and they all have different motives and it could be anyone right. to just being shown who it is. And then it's the one person that uh, by this point, the like I guess through the screenplay and the acting, the characters and everything, you have built up sympathy for Marta. Mm-hmm. Uh so now you don't want the case to be solved. Yeah. Now you're rooting for the murderer to get away all of a sudden. Right. It's just so fun that that switch. It switches genres from a mystery kind of to a thriller. Yeah. Um, so now we get... Uh, the I guess it's a memorial party that they're at that night. Yeah. Uh, this is when we find out about Fran's hiding place. Yeah, her stash. Her stash. Her joint stash. Fran's freaking out because she doesn't think it was a suicide. She's seen some Lifetime movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her cousin uh, works in the medical examiner's office mm-hmm. and something about a toxicology report. She's paranoid, so they go to her stash. Marta doesn't partake, but she's still led there by Meg. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Walt comes in and offers uh, Marta says, "Hey, we know you were close to Harlan. Want to let you know we'll yeah we'll help you and your family out." Mm-hmm. Uh, then Marta tries to get some air, and Benoit Blanc is sitting. In the shadows. In the shadows in the dark. He does that detective thing where yeah. no, they didn't know he was in the room, but he is. Yeah. Oh, you see his smoke blowing out from the shadow. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't, like, his face doesn't come into the light until he says the line. <laughs> There's something afoot. Right. Right. So he's 
we get his philosophy, mm-hmm. his crime solving philosophy. And it has to do with uh, gravity's rainbow. He likes to, uh, he uses all these really colorful languages, colorful language, lots of metaphor and stuff. The truth is a train that'll arrive at the station right on time. And his, the way he solves crime is just by being there when the truth arrives. Mm-hmm. It just follows the natural arc of the case mm-hmm. to, to arrive at the point when the truth reveals itself to him. Right. That might be a little poke at uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Maybe. Because you have until the train arrives to figure out the murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he tells Marta that he wants her help tomorrow. They're going to be looking around the uh, the house yeah. for anything. And he trusts her because she has a kind soul. And she's the only person that didn't have anything to gain from his death. Right. I feel like at this moment... You could you could feel the comedy coming mm-hmm. because, I mean, at this point you think she's guilty, right? And you know that she can't lie. Mm-hmm. So from his standpoint, it's really smart to have her there. Yeah. But for her, it's going to be torture. Yeah. Yeah. So the hijinks will ensue. They sure will. They sure do. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when Marta goes home that night. Her mother is watching, and this is another one of those things that's poking at. The mother's watching Murder She Wrote. Yeah, she's yeah. watching the soap about Murder. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, that's when we see the the wait. The thing about Murder She Wrote, I I don't really watch it, but my grandmother used to watch it. Mm-hmm. But the thing with Murder She Wrote is, it used to have a lot of guest guest stars, but <laughs> yeah, the murderer was always the guest star. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And earlier you said uh Chris Evans being like the biggest star. Right. Of currently. So I was like, oh yeah, that that's so funny. <laughs> uh yeah, we see her sit down next to her mom panicking. That's when we get the flashback to uh her actually seeing Harlan slit his throat. And then we cut to close up on her face, then her shoe. Then back to her face, then even closer on her shoe, and we see the blood. There's Just one blood. little drop of blood mm-hmm. made it onto Marta's shoe. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Uh, so, it's the next morning. Mm-hmm. She pulls up to the security uh, uh, office of the Thrombley Mansion. Mm-hmm. And we meet this uh, super old guy, the security guard, talking about how long he's been doing the job. Mm-hmm. And he's been around for all the changes, and now they use modern technology. But then <laughs> it's really funny. We see the cut to the just old TVs, staticky TVs, and they're using a, a VCR. They got the tape on a, <laughs> like a VHS. Mm-hmm. But that's what he calls modern technologies. Yeah. Uh, because Marta's there in the room, like it actually ends up benefiting her because somehow she works it. So she's the one pressing the play button on yeah. the tape. So she's able to make it seem like there's a malfunction just by hitting like the fast forward button while hitting the play button. Yeah. And then hitting eject. Yeah. Hitting That's- eject. Like what happened? It yeah. popped out. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, he also says something about he used to erase it with magnets. Mm-hmm. So that's a clue for her of what to do. And so she takes it. She puts it in her pocket. Yeah, they say, uh, we'll send it down over to the state. They'll make digital copies. Yeah. So Marta takes it and uh, 
snatches a, a Cher- like a, cherry magnet. Yeah. And is able to erase it in yeah, her pocket. Rubs it. Yeah, rubs it Before on she gives it back to Trooper Wagner. So, yeah, that's the first one. That's the first mistake. There's, the way that, like, this happens, like, this, like, this buildup of, like, her mistakes happening yeah. is so funny. So, the first one is the tape, right? The second one is they're walking on this trail. And, uh, her footprints. Her footprints, yeah. And she, she's walking ahead of the back path. And she sees it and she's like, oh shit, my, my footprints are here. So what she does is she just walks. She's able to go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And just walk it. And then once, uh, Mr. Blanc like sees it, she starts to walk back, but he's trying to tell her to stop. But But she's she's playing like, like, I can't hear you. Let me get closer. Let me get closer. She walks over her footprint several times. Yeah, it messes it up. Yeah. So yeah, that's the first one. So she's doing she's doing pretty well for herself. <laughs> she's doing pretty well. Um, the next one is once they they get through, um, the dog mm-hmm. brings over a piece of the the wood the from trellis. the trellis. Yeah. Over to her, and it's so funny. The piece that snapped off because Blanc is like right near her. Yeah. But she takes it so he can't see. Yeah. He's looking at, uh, I don't know what he's looking at, something else. Yeah. While he's looking away, she just throws it. Yeah. <laughs> throws it away. But the dog chases after it, so you suspect it might come back. Yeah. And now it is time for the will reading, mm-hmm. which, uh, Benoit Blanc says to, to Marta that she should think of it like a community theater production of a tax return. Yes. Um, Ransom shows up early for the will reading. It's yeah. noted that he didn't even come to the funeral, but he came early for the will reading. Yeah, this is the first time that we're seeing him on screen. Yep, pulls up in a sports car. The dog's barking at him. Yes, dogs are barking at him. Dogs did not bark at... Uh... Did not Marta. bark at Marta. Blanc yeah. noted that dogs are a good judge of character. Yes. Uh, so now that this is the first time that Wagner and uh, Lieutenant Elliot mm-hmm. are meeting Ransom, they've got some questions for him, but he walks right past them. Yeah. Uh, they say, uh, Hugh Thrombley, uh, I'm Trooper Wagner. It's good to meet you. He walks right past them. He says, uh, "Call me, call me Ransom. Hugh's my... Call me Ransom. It's my middle name. Only the help calls me Hugh. Yeah. So right away, this guy's a real asshole. Yeah, he's a dick. So uh, we got Chris Evans going back to his uh, roots of playing a dick. Yeah. Uh, when he was cast as Captain America way, way back, I remember really not understanding that decision because he had mostly only played dicks. And like douchey and captain america's like the squeaky clean boy scout guy yeah um but now he's getting to shed that again Mm -hmm. so it's it's fun Mm -hmm. it's fun to see Mm -hmm. uh so now we have all the thromblies in the room waiting for uh the attorney to set up the will reading in the other room so we get some more family drama yeah they all start uh attacking well not all of them mainly um Walt starts to attack Richard. Um, Ransom. Ransom. I said Richard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starts to attack him. But that's Richard's son. So he kind of starts to like stand in for him. And kind of attacks uh, Walt's son for being a Nazi. Yes. And oh, yeah. We didn't even mention that. He's an alt-right troll. Yeah. That's He's a, a troll. Thing. But he overheard parts of the conversation that... 
uh, Ransom had with Harlan on the night of his birthday. Yeah. He heard uh, just snippets of the yeah. pieces while he was in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And there's a joke about, what were you even doing in the bathroom? Yeah. Uh, but they come to the conclusion that uh, Harlan must have told Ransom that he was cutting him out of his will. Yeah. Uh, and he he admits that right, like right away. He's like, yeah. "Yep." He's like, yep. "Yep, that's what happened." That's what happened. He goes, "Yep." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and the whole family was like, "Well, you deserved it." Yeah, uh, he did what none of us could do. Yeah, and <laughs> it'll be it'll be good for you. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, Joni's just like, you know, it's gonna be hard, but like nothing. Uh, nothing good was ever easy. Yeah. And it's so funny hearing that from her because she's also been cut out. Yeah, right. No one knows this but her. Yeah. So we could just see her being like such like this like... She's so fake. Yeah, so yeah. fake. Being very fake. We get the, the clip that was in the trailer with the eat shit, eat shit. Yeah, he starts to shit. tell everybody to eat shit. And that just throws everyone into like a little bit of chaos. And then uh, it's well reading time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the attorney played by Frank Oz, um, the voice of Yoda and many Muppets. So that's something cool. Well, actually, before the the will reading, okay, Blanc gets the dog brings him the the piece of wood. He does. Yes, that's what happens. So they find the the secret uh window. Yeah, he's like, wait, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't lead anywhere. And then he sees a window that doesn't yeah. lead anywhere. Anywhere. And so, uh. Marta. It's like a, a painting on the other side of the window. So yeah. it's not a real window. It's actually a hidden doorway. Yeah. Marta shows him. She reveals mm-hmm. it to him, yeah. opening up the wall to reveal the window. And so he does his detective thing. He looks at like the dirt fragments on, on the carpet and it's just like, okay, we're going to send this to the lab. Mm-hmm. Then we get the well reading. I think on the way down, he even sees Great Nana the same way Marta did. Yeah. She's still sitting in the same position by the window. Yeah. But he's taken aback, but then, like, he's so kind to her. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then it's the will reading. Yes. Which Ransom brought cookies for. Yeah, he's actually just watching and enjoyment because um, he actually knows how this is going to play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how does it play out? Well, we find out. <laughs> I like the way it's filmed. Like it's broken up into uh, Harlan's assets into three things: all the money he has, mm-hmm. and then the camera goes to Joni because mm-hmm. she really wants the money. Yeah. Uh, the house, and then it goes to uh, Linda? Linda and Richard, and yeah. they're like holding hands, like, "Oh, it's our house." Mm-hmm. And then uh, the all the books and the rights to the publishing empire, and then it goes to. Walt and his uh, family. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the three things and they all want their pieces. Yeah. But the will's read and it's all going to Marta. Yeah, it's very short will. Yep. He's surprised. He's like, oh, this actually won't take very long. Yeah. And he's of sound body and mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> they, are, they start tripping. They start going crazy. Linda tries to kick uh, the lawyers, the detectives and Marta out of the house so they can figure this out she Uh, says because it's still our house and and then then, oh it's it's like this great silence yeah and then she turns around and then the guy reading the will is like oh yeah in the house i'm leaving that to Marta." (laughs) and then she she gets everything linda snaps now now Marta's a bitch 
Now she's yeah. a little bitch. You little bitch. Yeah. What were you boinking my father? <laughs> boinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they start to like chase her. Yeah, the camera becomes uh, like for one of the first times in the movie, it's like a handheld shaky camera now because. It's like a tense, chaotic moment. Yeah. As uh, Marta's trying to just get out of there to mm-hmm. get some fresh air. I was breathe. on. Um, I was on Twitter. I'm on Twitter like every day, but um, someone was talking about Knives Out, and they were talking about the way the camera went from like stationary mm-hmm. to like handheld. It's like someone picked it up. Yeah, off it's like the someone tripod. picked it up as she like is walking outside, mm-hmm. and they're all like. Trying to like circle her, a, like a vultures, right? after her, yeah, really like vultures, yeah. Uh, Joni notably, oh, I, lo- I love. Like everyone Joni. else is like yelling at her, but Joni, like she figured it out. Like, she hey, it out. I better be nice. Yes, she's part of the horde, but she's like, and if you need anything, I've always been here for yeah, you. Get in contact with me, like, come on, I'm, let's talk. I'm not on and... Twitter anymore, but <laughs> yes, she's great. Tony Collette is so great. Marta gets in her car. Like the tactics. Marta gets in her car, but they're all like standing in front of it, and she can't start it yeah uh it's real tense but then ransom pulls up next to her and says hey get in yeah uh he drives away while shouting out the window this i think this will actually be really good for all of you uh so now ransom and marta are off yeah they got away Mm -hmm. now we get the scene in the restaurant which begins with ransom calling the waitress over to bring over an extra bowl yeah. Uh, important detail. Uh, yeah. And then he tells Marta that she should eat some, that she probably hasn't eaten all day. Mm-hmm. And she needs to get food in her stomach, and that's yeah. important. So he's, like, uh, also being buddy-buddy to Marta. Yeah. And he wants to hear what happened. He wants her side of the story. Yeah. Um, But he knows that she can't lie. And also that she just ate a full bowl, a full bowl of uh, baked beans and like yeah. There's sausages. a close up on on the plate. It's disgusting. It's like yeah. oh, she was eating all that, and then the bowl, the waitress comes in with the extra bowl. Yeah, and ransom just places it right in front of Mara. It's like okay, now tell me everything. Tell me everything. Uh, she actually does. Yeah. Um. So she doesn't end up throwing up her meal. She yeah. tells ransom the truth. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole long thing. Yeah. And so he's like, it actually was a suicide. You know? Mm-hmm. Wait. No, oh, I guess that's what's happening in his mind. He doesn't say that out loud, though. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's like an internal thing of him being he like... He hears the story about hmm. Marta mix, accidentally mixing up the vials, injecting the morphine, and then this mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and Ransom says, you know what? I'm going to help you. Yeah. At a price, though. Uh, I'm going to help you because it's what my grandfather wanted. But also, after I help you, you you can still give me my cut of the inheritance. Mm-hmm. And this way, my family doesn't get anything. Yeah. <laughs> He's just completely acting out of spite. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the family is back at the house still with um, the lawyer. Yeah, it's right? one of my favorite parts because they're just... They're such children. Yeah, they're all just this, like they're just trying anything they can ways to like like get around this to like, like break chickens this will. with their heads cut off. Yeah, and uh, the Slayer rule comes up, and the yeah, Slayer rule. Joni admits that she okay. I did actually yeah, just I, Google yeah. this. 
Um, the Slayer rule is, uh, if the person entrusted with in the inheritance is found, uh, is held accountable in any way. Yeah, it doesn't um, have to be criminal. It could be even in civil court. Yeah, even like if it OJ. Goes, <laughs> like OJ. If it goes to court, then yeah, she loses the inheritance. Mm-hmm. If you're found guilty for the death of the deceased. Yeah. So now, all of a sudden, the attention turns back to Benoit Blanc, mm-hmm. who they've all been shutting down thus far. Mm-hmm. Like, what is he doing here? But now they're like, wait, mm-hmm. you said this is an open investigation, right? Yeah. And no one's been ruled out? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now, now, now uh, now, now they want to listen to him. Yeah. Now murder is in their, their best benefit. The murder of their father of, of this, this man is in their benefit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get the scene with Harlan's mother and Benoit Blanc. He sits her down, mm-hmm. he sits down next to her and he, uh, Pays his respects. He offers his condolences. Yeah. Says no one should be around for the death of their child. Yeah. And also he apologizes on behalf of her family because he's a great detective. He could tell. He sensed that no one else had even offered their condolences. Yeah, no one is paying attention to her at all. Um, You know what? Also, because of the Slayer rule, because like that's brought up. Um, you can start to see the wills in, in Harlan's head turning of thinking like, mm. oh, I left Marta all this money. If I die because of her, then she won't get any of the money and it's going to go back to my, to my family. Yeah. And he didn't want the money to go to his family. He wanted it to go to Marta. Right. He know he, that she didn't kill him on purpose. So he takes matters into his own hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Blanc's asking Grey Nana what she saw that night, mm-hmm. um, but she doesn't respond. But he's patient and says, well, I, I just like sitting with you here, so I'll wait. Because his whole thing is waiting for the truth to, to reveal itself. Yeah. And that's uh, the end of that scene. Yeah. And it's, we get the next morning. It's a cool. It's a cool scene because you feel like somehow she's going to factor in. Like mm-hmm. she's gonna be like the key, like the it's it's the quiet one that watches everything. Right, and up like until the then, speaks. Up until then, she was only played for laughs. Like yeah. we don't know how old she is, and mm-hmm. oh no, it's it's great Nana, but uh, it's funny. She just thinks it's her grandson. Mm-hmm. Um, but now Benoit Blanc's uh, treating her with her, the respect she deserves, yeah. and yeah, getting yeah. some more information. Mm-hmm. So Marta wakes up at home, and. It's a frenzy. There's a lot of newscasters outside her house talking about, because it's become this big news story that uh, this uh, high-profile auth- dead author left his fortune to his uh, to his nurse. Yeah. Um. So Marta says, "I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna leave the back through the back door." Yeah. But uh, she runs into Walt. Yeah. Who's trying to intimidate her. Yeah, trying to lay some pressure on her. Here is uh, Michael Shannon in his least intimidating character. Like, yes. he plays he plays such great villains. Yeah. Um, and he's playing a bad guy here, but, like, <laughs> he's got a cane. 
Yeah. He's old. He's weak. He's just such a weak man. Yeah, he's very, like, fragile. And the camera is doing a great job of, like, making him this domineering person. Yeah. Um, Because it's doing this thing where it's, like, it's focusing on the way that he's gripping his cane. Yeah, like, his cane could be a weapon. On, on his the, hand. Yeah, the way he's, like, stomp, like, mm-hmm. thumping his cane. And it kind of builds him up to be this yeah. fearful man. I Even mean, though he's super man, weak, like, he's still... Uh, yeah, he's uh, pushing his his presence on Marta and being very assertive. Yeah, in that way, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much trying to say, you know what, it's the right thing to do to uh, renounce the inheritance. Yeah, give it back to us. Uh, and, give uh, it back to us. And uh, Meg told us about your mother. Yeah, uh, even though she told Meg in confidence her mother's status yeah. is undocumented, but Meg told the rest of her family. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, with our family's resources, we can help you with that. Yeah. And that's where he fucked up. Yeah. Oh, this is so great because she's a really smart character. And this is, like, a great example of, like, of her smartness because she's just like, oh, um, your family resources? You mean my my resources? Like, I yeah, inherited right. all your resources. Like, the money's mine. I can hire the lawyer myself. This is really great. It just, it just, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. And she's looking through her mail and she sees one envelope that stands out because it has no address on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no writing on it whatsoever. She opens it and it's a photocopy of a medical letter from the medical examiner's office. It's a toxicology report. But mm-hmm. It's ripped up and there's a, a tag from her, from her medical, from her bag. And, uh, the writing, I know what you did. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> uh, so it seems like it's blackmail, but there's no like meeting place or anything, no other information. Yeah. So she's working with Ransom, so they she brings it to Ransom. Yeah. Uh, to tell him about it. Mm-hmm. And they go to the medical examiner's office, drive over to see what happened. But we see, uh-oh, it had been set on fire. Yeah. Um, everything... From this point on is a uh, uh, creation of Ransom. Like, he's the one doing the talking and, like, leading her along hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, as they as they get there, he he's pretty much telling her, like, look, the person, uh, the blackmailer is the only person with a copy of uh, the letter. And they're going to mm-hmm. use it. And uh, if you can destroy that copy, then you'll be in the clear. Right. Uh, but she doesn't know how to get in contact with this person. And But Ransom's like, well, you know, did did they text you or email maybe? So yeah, she checks or, her email and finds yeah. uh, an email that says uh, to meet her at 1209 Columbus Road at 10 a.m. Yeah. Which happens to be like 20 minutes from then. Yeah. Meanwhile... Uh, all the detectives on the case are at the toxico- at the medical examiner's office, mm-hmm. and Benoit Blanc looks over and he sees Marta's car. Yeah. Uh, and Marta sees that he sees. Yeah. So she backs up. Yeah. And we get a little car chase. Yeah, she she floors it. Very comedic car chase. She's flooring it, which in her car means driving down the highway at like 60. Yeah, 60. Uh, we see the speedometers of the cars chasing her going 80, just like very easily able to catch up. Yeah. Uh, 
Marta says to Ransom, do you regret helping me now? And Ransom says, I regret taking your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's described by Lieutenant Elliot as the dumbest car chase he's ever seen. Yeah. Uh, at the end of it, they uh, apprehend Ransom. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it turns out Grey Nana revealed to Benoit Blanc that she saw Ransom, her grandson, mm-hmm. uh, return to the party after he had left. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now uh, Blanc gets into Marta's car. Yeah. And he says... Tell me uh, everything. Did, did Ransom make you drive? Uh, did he tell you to drive? And... <laughs> Marta says, yeah, and then she, like, throws up into, uh, like, her big gulp yeah. in her before car, he right before car. he gets in. Yeah. So, I like, that they set up the potential joke of, like, what if he drinks her vomit? Yeah. But they never go there. They no. don't need to. No. But uh, it's, it's funny nonetheless. Yeah. So, now she's driving Benoit Blanc around. Yeah. And she has to make a stop. But she's got yeah, she looks at the clock and she doesn't have that much time. Yeah. And she passes Columbus Road, so she makes up a lot that she has to go pick something up. Yeah. Uh so he just agrees. Mm-hmm. And she's able to go through the back and get to the it's like a abandoned laundromat, it seems. Yeah. And uh it's just like this figure in a chair that's not moving. Mm-hmm. But she's talking to it. Yeah, and it's like in the darkness. Yeah. Can't see, she has the flashlight on her f- cell phone mm-hmm. to light up the face, and the strings come in with the, like, the, ah! you know? Yeah. Like the one note to, like, shocking discovery. Yeah. And it's Fran. It's Fran with, with a, a spider on her yeah, eye. Yeah, spider on her face. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And she looks, she, she looks dead. Yeah, super pale. But yeah. then you get, like, a wheeze, like a. <gasps> Yeah, she comes back one last breath to say, You did this. Yeah. <laughs> you did this. Which sounds like, which is, you did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marta's freaking out. Mm-hmm. And but she sees that uh, there's a needle? syringe yeah. and a bottle of morphine nearby. Mm-hmm. So she... Is a, a nurse. She attempts CPR and she calls an ambulance. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Benoit Blanc is listening to a Stephen Sondheim, some some song singing along. Mm-hmm. And then, like the ambulance pulls up behind him, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was it was kind of me to look like I guess with the syringe and the morphine, it was mm-hmm. it was supposed to look like she did it. Like right. Marta did, mm-hmm. um, but instead of cowering and being like, "Oh no, this looks bad," let me just run. She actually does the right thing. Mm-hmm. She, they're uh, now Benoit Blanc and Marta are in the hospital waiting room because yeah. uh, Fran's getting treated. Yeah, she's in intensive care, and Marta decides to confess to Blanc and yeah. say, "Listen." I did it. I murdered Harlan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to uh, let the whole family know that it was me. But he already knows because Ransom has confessed and told everything. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ransom sold, sold her out. Yeah. But she's okay with it because mm-hmm. she can't take the guilt anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, he says, you know, it's, you don't have to talk to them. It's not, <laughs> that's all right. 
yeah. but she feels she has to. Mm-hmm. So he says, okay, I'll drive you over and tell me everything along the way. Mm-hmm. So on the car ride, she reveals everything to him. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we, the audience, don't have to go through it all again. Yes. Especially when we're about to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get back to the Thrombly mansion. Right. Um, when does he start talking about the hole? The, the hole in the donut? That's when he's um, in the room, right? When they were in the car before she stops on Columbus Road mm-hmm. and finds Fran, he's like rehearsing his speech. Mm-hmm. And that's when we first get him stating that this case is like a donut and he has to find the hole yeah. within the donut, yeah. the center. But then later on, it becomes something else entirely. Yeah. He actually starts to perform So it. before Marta uh, confesses to the whole family... She uh, sees Meg, and Meg says, I'm totally going to raid Fran's stra- stash after all this. Mm-hmm. And a light bulb goes off, and Marta realizes, I know where the to- uh, other copy of the toxicology report is. Yeah. Now, Marta doesn't even look at it, right? Right. Um, she hands it to, to Blanc. Yeah, and it's this um, pretty sweet scene. She says, well, believing it's the evidence that she murdered Harlan, she hands it over and says... Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not even that great of a detective. I'm just handing this over. And he says, to be fair, you're a pretty lousy murderer. Yeah. I like the uh, relationship that's developed between the two of them. Yeah. At this and point. This is when he points out the blood on his shoe? No. No? Later? That's not until after. Okay. So now that she gave him the toxicology report, uh, she's going to go into the other room and confess to the family. Yeah, she begins to. He's just got the paper in his hand. He decides to look at it and read mm-hmm. it. And uh, it's not what he was expecting. Yeah. Uh, because the toxicology report actually shows that he had no morphine in his system. Yeah. And just the, the regular medications that he was taking and yeah. the expected dosage. Mm-hmm. He was clean. And so he stops her. He stops her and says, like, while she's apologizing to the Thromblies for everything she's done, he stops her and says, no, and you haven't, uh, he's like uh, you yelling at the family. You haven't treated her, treated her kindly, even though Martha says, you all, you all treated me so kindly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, yeah, you're all vultures, uh, knives out and beaks bloody. Yeah. That's <laughs> where we get the title. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he says, and uh, I'm speaking on behalf of Marta when I said that she intends to keep the, the fortune, mm-hmm. and it's my professional opinion that this murder be deemed suicide. Yeah. So and the, the case murder be closed. is a suicide. Uh, he goes into the other room with the, 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 the lieutenant mm-hmm. and Wagner. Yep. And, and uh, starts to uh, uh, dig, I mean, figure out what this hole is. Yeah. Well, he says, hey, you guys got to call, uh, get a car out here, mm-hmm. uh, a police car to round someone up. Yeah. Uh, get everyone out of the house except for, and then he whispers in uh, Wagner's ear. Yeah. Ransom. Yeah. And uh, Marta doesn't understand. Yeah. And so, yeah, he starts to break it down. So, pretty much the whole in this case is who hired him and mm-hmm. why did they hire him? Um, and he starts to break it down that whoever hired him must have known that there was something wrong. Right, that there was a crime yes. afoot. Um, Whoever hired him probably did so knowing that they weren't included in the will, and they wanted Marta to be seen yes. as the murderer. That's it. 
So whoever hired him must have known, one, that they weren't going to be getting any money from the will, and two, that Marta would mix up the vials. Yes. It was all part of the the frame, the framing job that he was trying to uh, do on Marta. Yep. And he'll get more information once we hear from... And then he pulls calls out for Trooper Wagner, and we get a good laugh because Martin's like Trooper Wagner, and he says, yeah. "No, bring in Ransom." And yeah. then, Ransom surprise, surprise, a guy named Ransom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's still, you know, there's still some information of how did this all happen. We find out the the dole, the hole that fills the donut isn't a donut hole; it's actually a smaller donut with a hole inside itself. Yeah, and an even smaller hole to fill that donut. Mm-hmm. And so we see the night again, but this time we see it from Ransom's perspective. Yes, and unlike Marta, he's like the opposite of Marta because you can see him like do the car trick right right so that his car isn't on camera you can see him avoid right. putting muddy footprints in uh in the mud by walking on the the, the stone wall on the side hmm. um avoiding everyone avoiding the dogs well at least the first time mm-hmm. he's really good he does what he what he does he switches the 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 vials the medicine by putting a sticker on them Mm-hmm. And he takes the the cure out of her bag as well. Yep. Yeah. So Marta was set up to to poison Harlan. Yeah, he couldn't have expected that. After he switched the vials, they would have then gotten knocked over again, mm-hmm. making her think that they got swapped right yeah. after she did them. And the only reason why Harlan wasn't poisoned is because she's a really good nurse. And even without yeah, demonstrated, looking, yeah, even yeah. without looking uh, at the name of the vials, she picks it up and she can tell by the, by viscosity, the, the viscosity, the viscosity <laughs> of the liquid that this is not morphine. This is what I'm supposed to give him. Mm-hmm. Once she gives it to him, then she realizes, like, oh, the labeling is wrong. I gave you the morphine instead. But no, she didn't because she's good. She's good at her job. Yep. So after the death was reported a suicide, uh, Ransom hired Blanc to get to the bottom of what happened so that Marta could be seen as guilty. Mm -hmm. But Fran saw Ransom. Ransom waited until the funeral to get Marta's uh, medical bag back Mm -hmm. to hide it so it's not seen as evidence because that would have given him away. Yeah. But Fran wasn't invited to the funeral either yeah so she's home when he sneaks into the house to get it and she sees him she doesn't know the whole picture of the plan but she had seen these lifetime uh movies so she's suspicious about something getting messed up Mm -hmm. so she uh gets her cousin in the medical examiner's office to give her a copy of the toxicology report Mm -hmm. um and tries to blackmail ransom yeah with it but then we see in the flashback, she didn't really plan that out well. No. Because she, like, meets him uh, at, like, 8 a.m. at the yeah. laundromat mm-hmm. with nothing. With nothing, yeah. No protection. No so nothing, he, yeah. he gets her. Yeah. He sets her up yeah. to make it look like Marta killed her. Right. So, Fran sent the ransom note to Ransom 
and then Ransom sent the note. Yeah, once Ransom uh, talked to Marta and got Marta's side of the story, realized that she believes it got switched up again. So he realized that she actually didn't give her the wrong thing and it was a suicide. Yeah. He then tries to blackmail Marta because now he has to put another body on her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a thrilling scene, the way Daniel Craig is performing this, like, I've figured it all out, and then this happens, and then every time it goes back to the flashback, it just, like, the pace speeds up a little bit, and it's all ramping towards this big moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then that's when we get Hugh. Hugh did this, right? You get that flashback, and she's like, Marta's like, oh, she didn't say you did this, she said... Hugh, because you made the help call you Hugh. Because you're an asshole. Because you're an that's asshole. What she says. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, he tried to to uh, frame Marta mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. Um. But this time, actually committing a crime. Yes. Yeah. Um. While this is happening, Mar- Marta gets a call from the hospital saying that Fran is dead. But instead you of you don't te- hear the. The audio on the other side of the call, we just hear Marta saying, okay. oh, that's good news. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Ransom says, okay, fine, you got me. But like you said, Harlan's death was a suicide mm-hmm. and uh, Fran's okay. So uh, the most just, you can get me on is like arson. Arson, attempted murder yeah. but, uh, with a good lawyer, which I have. Yeah. <laughs> Like the way he enunciates that, mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be fine. Um, yeah, and, and Marta says Fran was alive. Yeah. So even though he admits this, uh, so he admits that he did it, but he'll get off fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. And then she vomits. And then she vomits right in his face. And then Wagner's like, excitingly, oh, she threw up. That means, that means she's, she's lying. lying. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like he's Fran, he's is, Fran well. is dead, and yeah. Ransom just admitted to murdering her. Yeah. And Wagner has it on tape. Yes. Because we had seen close-ups of his phone recording all the interviews earlier, so yeah. we know that he's continued to uh, record it. But yeah. then uh, Ransom says, you know, in for a penny, out for a pound, is that the yeah. expression? Mm-hmm. Which had been uh, used by Harlan before, and mm-hmm. then by Ransom earlier when... They show him uh, committing arson, mm-hmm. and now when he's caught, but he takes a knife from this knife wall, like this yeah. very well designed, like almost Game of Thrones type of chair with knives mm-hmm. around it. Yeah, he takes a knife from it and goes after Marta. Yeah, but he doesn't know the difference between a prop knife and the real thing. Yeah, because it's a fake knife. It's a fake knife, and it folds in on itself. He like tries it a couple times yeah. into her, and you just get like the squeaking of yeah. it of the spring. Yeah, and now he's like, "Shit, I fucked up." Yep. Now you can add attempted murder uh, to the list of charges that he's about to face. Yeah, we get slow motion as he's uh, taken out, pulled mm-hmm. out of the house into the car. Mm-hmm. We see uh, the shamed. Looks on the everyone's so shamed, but then uh, except for the dad, he's shameless, Richard. Yeah, because <laughs> he's got a wad of cash a he's wad throwing of at the, he's yeah. waving in the cop's face, so trying funny. to get his son off. Uh, while Richard is doing that, Linda is uh holding the letter in her hand, Lin- the, yeah, the blank letter. So, what happened she- is the 
baseball that Richard threw from Harlan's desk when he saw the blank letter and thought he won. He threw out the baseball. Then uh, Plonk picked it up off the ground and he had it in his pocket. Then he um, exchanged the ball for the piece of trellis with the dog. Mm-hmm. He like threw the ball away to get the dog to leave the clue. Mm-hmm. Then the dogs were just with Linda in the scene where uh, Marta was going to confess. Mm-hmm. And she takes the ball out of one of the dog's hands and sees it. She's going to his office, to Harlan's office, to return the ball where she sees the envelope with the L on it yeah. and the letter. And she takes it. Yeah. So while her husband is uh, yelling at her to call the attorneys, uh, she's got a cigarette in her, in her uh, lips and yeah. her lighter. She, instead of lighting the cigarette... Puts the letter underneath the note, revealing some text. That big reveal that she was waiting for, Mm -hmm. you know, the game. This is it. And she finds out that her husband has been cheating on her. It's a really great payoff. It's a good uh, subplot. Yeah. A little sub-mystery thing. Yeah, you know it's coming. Mm -hmm. And then it happens, and you're just like, yeah. Yeah, because she's one of the few... I mean, even though she does, like turn on marta she's one of the i guess uh and one of the more uh self-sustainable characters like she isn't really dependent on her father she more so just loves her father and her father actually loved her Mm -hmm. i think she is the only character in the family that he appreciated yeah, she's the only one that didn't have a clear motive for yeah. anything. Yeah, so it was good to see her also have, like, I guess, um, have some, find some just in, yeah. in her ending. Yeah. Um, we get a conversation between Blanc and Marta. This is where she asks, uh, when did you know it was me? Yeah. And he says, right away, and he points to her shoe. And yeah. That's when she sees for the first time that she had blood on her shoe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so every time he was saying there's something afoot, he was just being cheeky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it just shows, oh, damn, Blanc like had some pieces that we didn't even have before yeah. we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, you can see how he was like trying to put everything together and it really did come together the way he said. Yeah. He was there and the truth revealed itself. Yeah. Uh, she asks for his advice of like, if she should help out the family and he's like, um, just do what's right. I, I don't think you should, but I have a feeling you'll do whatever you think is right. Yeah. He's like, I have my own thoughts about this family, but I'm sure you'll do what's in your heart. But yeah, and he said, but one thing I want you to remember is that you won not by playing Harlan's game, but by playing it your way. Yeah. And it's a callback to the, you know, the game on the board, the go game, where yeah. she, she says, I'm not even playing to win. I'm just trying to make something beautiful. Yeah. It's kind of a. Uh, to get uh, subtextual, you know, the, the movie yeah. deals with wealth and uh, the power of uh, d- dynastic wealth yeah. and, uh, and those who don't have it mm-hmm. and the game being uh, amassing wealth in America. Yeah. And no, she's just, a lot of people see that as like the goal of life. Yeah. But she's just trying to make something beautiful. She's a good, kind-hearted person. Yeah. I love the whole a- aspect of the game. Because mm-hmm. you have the game with him and Linda. Yes. Right? And how that brought them together. Because she played and she was good at it. Yes. And then you have the game between Marta and her, the Go. But you also have Go with um, 
Ransom. Yeah, Ransom is engaged in his own little games. Yeah. Earlier in the movie when they're all shit-talking Ransom in the interviews, they say that for some reason Harlan was always soft on him. And it's because he reminded him of Harlan. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. And, and, And Ransom thought he was the only one that could beat him at Go. Yeah. Right? So you kind of have the I guess like two two different players, right? Two different masterminds. Two different styles two of different play. Two different styles of playing going against each other. Mm-hmm. Like these are like his like his like his best students, right? Harley's yeah. best students going at it. You have mm-hmm. Marta and uh Ransom. Ransom and you know Marta just came out on top because she played it her way. She wasn't playing to win. They were all playing to win, and she wasn't. So it's a really cool aspect of of the game. And then Marta looks up at the portrait of uh, Har- Harlan Thrombley, mm-hmm. uh, which is now, before he like, had a very uh, serious face, but now he's got like a slight grin on it. Mm-hmm. I like that little aspect. Like It changes. Yeah. Um, and she goes out to get some air on the second floor balcony, uh, coffee cup in hand. I love this this uh, shot. You see, like it's this wide shot. You see all the thromblies are out on the front, mm-hmm. uh, outside the house. Yeah, it's like a like a pullback shot. Yeah, this, this uh, they're looking up. It does Marta. a lot of pullback shots, like mm-hmm. reveals of like over the shoulder to reveal someone else looking on. Yeah. And that's what it does here when it like it moves from Richard to Linda to everyone and then they all turn around and look up and they're it's all, her. They're all looking up at her. Yeah. And uh, she's looking down and takes a sip from her coffee and we see the text, My house. My it. rules, yeah. yeah. And it's her house. It's her so rules. Sad. It's like, such yeah, a satisfying that, ending. Yeah, because they're on the outside and she's on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Richard ha- Richard has a black eye also. Uh, he does? cut back to him. Oh, yeah. I didn't even pee the... Yeah. Did the cop punch him? Um, or Linda. Or Linda, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's Linda's nice out. Like that. In the end credits, there's fun... <clears throat> um, Character portraits, like in the style this, of Clue. This is so, yeah, it was so Clue. Yeah. It was so Clue. It's like, oh, you guys are poking. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, the, the, uh, the inspiration is definitely, uh, not being hidden. Yeah. In this movie. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson's wearing that on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the, the structure of it that's the most interesting thing because it doesn't, hide the mystery from you or well it doesn't hide yeah no it's really exciting the, yeah the service level mystery because there's more to it and it can't pull that off without there being to use benoit blanc's uh metaphor the, the donut hole that is a donut itself with yeah. a hole yeah um it's just yeah the different levels to it and mm-hmm. um just really fun and that aspect of it makes it a really enjoyable uh repeat watch with someone who has seen this either four or five times i've lost count i guess this is my second time watching it mm. the first time i saw it was because of the hype you gave it yeah like, i went and saw it i got to like see an early screening somehow yeah uh then the next week when it came out i was like we gotta go see this we gotta go see it and i was like okay let's go see it yeah because <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't have went to the movie theaters to go see it but i really enjoyed it when i did go see it mm-hmm. i'm just like oh okay like, this is funny. I still laugh at the same parts yeah. just as hard as I did before because they're so well executed. 
Yeah, and I'm, I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast as uh, news, but I'm excited at the prospect of a sequel. Yeah, this one uh, was probably hit bigger than they thought it would. Definitely. It was, I don't want to say a sleeper hit, but it definitely hit. People um, don't usually have high expectations for movies that, I mean, Benoit Blanc is an original character, even mm-hmm. though he's in the style of uh, Agatha Christie, like uh, Poirot mm-hmm. type. He's still, this isn't based on anything uh, directly. Mm-hmm. That's exciting for it to do so well. Yeah, and we're, we're going to get more more murder mystery with Mr. Blanc. Like yeah, Daniel I like Craig. that it's he not going to be, a, it's not going to be like, let's see what's going on with the Fromblies. It's like, hopefully going to be an all new cast of uh, potential suspects. Or yeah. I don't know, you don't even know what genre the sequel would be, you yeah. know? It could but, be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. And that's so much, so much fun. Because even if it was another like murder mystery, you just think about the cast of actors and characters that they can come up with. Yeah, and he could probably do just like a straight murder mystery where you don't know who did it right away. That's really cool. Just real exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Is Knives Out a movie or a film? Knives Out. I'm going to say Knives Out is a movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's 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 a movie. I think Knives Out is also a movie. I also think it's a movie. Okay. Um, I think it's a really fun movie. Really good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the way that it comments on uh, class divides mm-hmm. and uh, racial divides. Yeah. And citizenship and ownership of the country. And yeah. it's the political subtext to it, but, uh, it's, it's just a fun mystery whodunit thrill ride. Yeah. Definitely mm-hmm. benefited by that, uh, depth, but it doesn't, it's not central to it necessarily. Yeah. I'm, I'm just a big fan of the way that this movie plays out because I mean, I feel like maybe if it played the way I thought it would, like a regular murder mystery of whodunit, like figuring that, that out, to the end that maybe it wouldn't be as interesting. Mm. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take that back because even before that, even with just the cast of characters, yeah. it would just would have been really fun either way. Mm-hmm. But the, the structure of this, I had thought was so interesting where I was just like, Oh, okay. So I don't have to worry about that. But yeah. You start out watching it, trying be, to yeah. figure it out. And then it's like, Hey dummy, stop trying to figure it yes. out. Uh, just sit back and sit watch back this and movie. Enjoy it. Yeah. And so I can stop thinking about the characters and being like, Ooh, this person did it. This person did it. This person did it. It makes um, you stop thinking and makes you start feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, it, it, none of the characters seem like they were truly murderers anyway, especially not, uh, I knew from the beginning, like, Jamie Lee Curtis' character, Linda, Mm -hmm. was definitely not the murderer. She was very much an eclair for me from the get-go. And then I started thinking about everybody else, and then it revealed itself, and I was like, oh, okay, well then, fine. (laughs) (laughs) He looked fine, okay. Let's let's keep going. I I suspected Chris Evans from the jump. Yeah, I guess he was Just because they were playing cute about him not being around at first, and, like, it's Chris Evans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's Knives Out. That's Knives Out. Uh, uh, hit us really up. Really enjoyable. Please uh, yeah. watch it if you haven't. Oh, I, 
I'm sorry that you listened to us talk about it if you haven't watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always on the whatever. watch the thing before you listen to us talk about it train. Yeah, whatever mystery this movie might have had, we just spoiled it. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, tweet us at MovieFilmPod. Also, same handle on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Or by email, MovieFilmPod at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know what's up. Stay safe. And tune in next week. For another episode of movie, movie, film, film, yo, send us, send us your your quarantine movie list. We want to know what you guys are watching. Yeah.